All right. Happy Friday and welcome to Newsmax Daily for September 22nd, 2023. The fourth of five Fridays this month and the official final day of summer. Tomorrow is the fall equinox. The fourth Friday of September has been designated as Native American Day. And as the name indicates, it's a day to honor and learn about Native Americans, the traditions, the amazing culture, the amazing history from long before we became the United States of America. And break out the telescope. It's also International Astronomy Day, started in 1973 by the Astronomical Association of Northern California, and it has grown internationally ever since. On the food calendar, it's National White Chocolate Day. If you haven't ever had true high-quality white chocolate, I would highly recommend it. In the headlines, where do we even begin, right? Let's start at the White House, where President Biden is making an announcement on gun violence today, surrounded by police and by survivors of gun violence. President is announcing the first White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. A statement from the White House says it's meant to streamline efforts of reducing gun violence and make sure gun laws are properly implemented, among other things, and, and... The new White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention will be overseen by, get this, Vice President Kamala, the borders are Harris. As they say, you can't make this stuff up. Is Biden going to refer to how great of a job she has done with the border as the reason he's putting her in charge? It's just kind of ludicrous. In a couple of months, Corinne Jean-Pierre will say something like, the vice president has been so busy with gun violence protection, she hasn't been able to get back to the border, where the situation is getting even worse, if you can believe that. Here's an update from Rob Finnerty on Wake Up America. The month of September so far, the U.S. is averaging 9,000, just under 9,000 illegal crossings per day. Doesn't include gotaways. And the Biden administration is going to give work permits, basically the ability to get work permits to 500,000 Venezuelans who are expected to start crossing illegally as early as this morning. Um, What do you make of where we are right now when it comes to the situation at the southern border? Well, we're completely lost control of the southern border, and how smart do you have to be to figure out what will happen next? If you give 470,000 Venezuelans work permits, you're going to get another million to come. People will be attracted by that move. In the supplemental sent to Congress uh, to help with emergencies, you know what the Biden administration did uh, on border security? They defunded ICE, the enforcement part of immigration. They took money for ICE, and we're going to put it into community shelters, which means more space for illegal immigrants. They've done everything but take an ad out all over the world. Come to America. If you get here, you'll never leave. These people are either incompetent or they doing this on purpose, and I think they're doing it on purpose. South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham on Wake Up America with Rob Finnerty and Allison Maloney. You mentioned China. 18,000 Chinese nationals have entered the country, country illegally over the southern border. So yeah. that's another concern. T- attack on fentanyl, the, Amer- the number of Americans dying. What will it take for the Biden administration not only to do something, but to even acknowledge? You don't hear him talk about it. The reporters don't ask him questions about it. Yet we continue yeah. to see this happen. It takes him losing. 
So Rick was part of a team that brought the lowest illegal immigrant numbers uh, in 40 years in December of 2020. The Trump policies of remain in Mexico worked. People are not going to pay $10,000 to go to Mexico and never be allowed into the country. Uh, they did agreements with the Northern Triangle countries, allowing people to apply for asylum in their own country. The Trump policies actually worked. Biden repealed all of those policies. We have an open border, a broken border, and to the American people, if you elect these people yet again, our country will not be recognizable. Uh, the number of illegal immigrants coming is going through the roof. Their policy is to remain in Texas. Uh, they don't want mm. Texas to Great send point. these immigrants to Chicago, L.A., and New York. And you know what, Governor Abbott? You're doing the country service by making illegal immigration real to these blue cities. Yeah. Keep it up. Yeah. yeah, it's a great point. Texas yeah. is, you think about Eagle Pass uh, and that region of, of Texas, they're yeah. dealing with, with 9,000 crossings uh, per day. You look at New York City, they can't handle 10,000 per month. Customs and Border Protection officials in Eagle Pass, Texas, said they processed more than 2,500 asylum applications on Wednesday alone. This is something that we've never encountered. It's had a big impact on our security. We have a lot of people just walking around the streets. That's the mayor of Eagle Pass, Rolando Salinas Jr., in an interview with ABC News. Rob Finnerty mentioned the work permits for thousands of Venezuelan migrants. That was a topic of discussion on the Right Squad last night. People are coming not just from south of the border, but from all over the world, from Africa, from Asia, from China. We've got people on the terror watch list. It's open border time. And cities as far away as New York and Chicago are being completely inundated and overrun. And uh, the Democrats continue to ring the dinner bell and blame Republicans. Yeah, so we've received uh, illegal aliens from 170 different countries in the past 32 months. Uh, we know that, that at this moment, uh, what you saw right there, it, Title 42 is not the time we should compare it to, we should compare the numbers to when the Biden administration took over. And when you do that, what we're seeing now, 10,000 in a 24-hour day, that's almost a 400% increase from what we saw when he took over an office uh, in, in that January. And what's very important to mention is that I think this month that's coming up, total nationwide encounters are going to be the highest we've ever seen in our history. And it's going to be the highest in the past 32 months. So their claim that what they're doing is working is a bunch of BS. And one last thing I want to say, this is very important. Why are we focusing so much on illegal aliens? Look, illegal immigration is not a victimless crime. We should be deploying a strategy that deters individuals from breaking the law and playing the consequences to those that don't. Because here's what happens. As thousands and thousands of illegal aliens come across the border every single day, that pulls limited resources off the front line, pulls them away from their national security mission. We're literally handing operational control over the cartels. Why is that bad? Because when Border Patrol agents are relegated to administrative duties, process and releasing illegal immigration, uh, illegal immigrants, the cartels are pushing drugs, criminals, and potential national security threats to every state in this country. That's why it matters. And just the crazy crimes, too. I mean, uh, uh, lately, just in Texas, day before yesterday, an illegal alien nine times deported, yep. shot and murdered a 60-year-old man. Then he shot a police officer. Uh, fortunately, it hit his uh, body armor. Uh, and a big shootout with the police. We had that uh, guy on the lam for two weeks in Pennsylvania was an illegal alien who was wanted for murder in Brazil, murdered a woman in Pennsylvania, stabbing her 38 times in front of her two little kids. And the, the Brazilian that we caught in New Hampshire who was convicted of murdering 11 people in Brazil and sentenced to 275 years. 
That's Chris Plant, host of The Right Squad and former acting Customs and Border Commissioner Mark Morgan, a regular on The Right Squad, weeknights at 10 o'clock Eastern. The other big story in Washington is the negotiations over the budget and funding the government. I don't understand why anybody votes against bringing the idea and having the debate. This is a whole new concept of individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. That doesn't work. Uh-oh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, a Republican, doing the creepy Joe Biden whisper effect. It doesn't work. It was a little difficult to hear if you didn't understand. He said he doesn't understand why all of a sudden everybody wants to burn down the government instead of coming together. Bianca De La Garza spoke with Florida Congressman Byron Donalds about it. You know, I think what people find unfortunate is they don't want to see the infighting with Republicans, right? And, you know, they don't want to see sort of fingers being pointed where people are saying it's your fault, just, fault. just like get it done because it's just not a good look. You want unity in the party. What's your reaction to some of the criticism, you know, in Freedom Caucus and folks saying it's, it's his fault, it's his fault? I mean, it doesn't seem to help the situation. Well, look, I mean, there's a lot of frustrations, uh, but my view is, you know, you can have your internal squabbles. You just don't really take that to the street. You know, I look at it like you look at your family, like you could disagree all you want, you know, but when you go out and talk to everybody else, you know, you always try to protect the family and protect your team. And I think I view it the same way here. It's unfortunate that, you know, tweets are flying all over the place and stuff like that. But if you have members behind closed doors yelling at each other, pointing fingers, listen, that's no different than any locker room when things are not going well, but it gives you an opportunity to get back on track. I think that we'll find a way. Uh, to get this done. Uh, but it's, it's going to be an interesting couple of days. I will tell you that. I bet it will be. Uh, so let's ask you about where things are with the impeachment inquiry. Obviously, uh, next week will be a big week. Uh, what can we expect mm. to, to see to happen? I know that Merrick Garland testimony kind of a bust as we thought it would be. Will there be any uh, any development next week when it comes to the investigation of uh, the Biden family influence peddling allegations? Well, I think what we're going to really do is focus in on what are the next steps in the investigation. Uh, is that subpoenas for uh, financial dot financial records of Hunter Biden, of Joe Biden, and of members of the Biden family? And how are we going to outline those next steps? I will tell you that at this point, what we're really, I think the next step here is finding the money trail, locking that down so that you can make a clear uh, and cogent argument as to why articles of impeachment should be filed against Joe Biden. Uh, so that's what it looks like we're going to do next week as the impeachment inquiry opens up. Florida Republican Representative Byron Donalds, a member of the House Oversight and Accountability Committee on Newsmax. Outside of Washington happenings, the media is abuzz with the resignation of industry icon Rupert Murdoch, chairman of Fox and its parent company News Corp and the architect of Fox News. His son Lachlan will become the chairman next month. Newsmax's Eric Bowling, as you may know, worked at Fox for a long time. Here's some background. I was there 11 years, more than a decade. It was always very conservative. It was Rupert Murdoch's vision to take a conservative news uh, media organization. He started in Australia. He brought it to England. He said, let's do it in America. He came over. He hired Roger Ailes. And boom, it exploded, took off. Uh, that was the vision, to have a, a very conservative kind of balance to the mainstream media. My show is called The Balance here because that's what it's supposed to do. In the yeah. recent years, uh, just in the recent years, it's moved to the center. It wasn't really a counter to the leftist media anymore. It's becoming one of them, in my opinion. And I think Rupert turning 92, I, 
he was always very, very involved in, in the editorial of Fox. And maybe they're just saying, hey, maybe it's time for us to take over the kids in Lackland, as you point out. Right. And you were talking about sort of the vision that he carved out and what viewers once were used to. Uh, and now it's so different, Eric, as, as you sort of you know laid out the landscape today. But we look at someone like Lachlan. It's clear that they want some political influence uh, when it comes to the 2024 election. There's, you know, widespread thought there. Do not like Trump, the front GOP, uh, GOP front runner there. And also, you know, how much of this is the, the pressure, too, where you have these people who have now become billionaires, the whole family there. There's an empire. And they really want to be uh, somewhat, some say, accepted into society. And that's why some of this shift is happening. And it will just continue that their politics are very different than their father's. Well, you hit on something very important. They were never, none of the Murdochs were ever pro-Trump. Even back in the day when, when Donald Trump, Donald Trump was doing a Monday morning phone call in with Fox and Friends. And that was, at, you know, at the behest of Roger Ailes against what Rupert Murdoch wanted. But Rupert always deferred to Roger, let him do what he's doing because it, it was successful. Rupert never liked Trump from day one, still doesn't like Trump. And so I think over the, over the course of time, uh, the, you know, there's a, there's a good uh, speculation. There's, there's good opinion out there that maybe Tucker Carlson was bounced out of Fox News because Rupert saw Tucker as the anti-Trump, uh, but then Tucker and Trump became close. and They realized that they were bigger than Fox and Rupert couldn't have that. So I think what's happening, Lachlan Murdoch now took, is taking over Fox News. There were two sons, Lachlan and James. James went to the West Coast, was going to do some movie things. Lachlan is staying with Fox News and News Corp. And Lachlan is very liberal. His wife is very liberal. I believe his wife worked for, for the Clinton Foundation for a while. And so that dislike of Trump became bigger and bigger. And as Rupert's moving out, Lackland's moving in, I think you're going to see a more anti-Trump voice come at Fox News. And I think that's why Rupert may, may be saying, I'm 92. I don't think it's his health. I don't think it's the money they've spent. I think it's just the, the ideology, uh, ideology of not wanting to fight Trump anymore. Let the kids do it. That's Eric Bowling with Bianca De La Garza on Newsline at noon Eastern on Newsmax. Eric also spoke about it with Beth Ailes, the wife of the late Roger Ailes. Yeah, so the, the theory is no one really knows why the Murdochs got rid of Tucker. One of them is that because Tucker got close to Trump, it was too much for them to control. What are your thoughts on why maybe Rupert Murdoch got rid of Tucker? Well, I think he really liked Tucker, and I read an article earlier today, I believe it was in New York Magazine, about how Rupert still wanted to be able to contact Tucker and liked him and found him charming. But he had also, I think, hired him uh, thinking he was going to be the good country club, slap-your-back Republican boy and not take on uh, the political far-right views that he did, which... Frankly, I'm not sure they're so far right as the Murdoch sons, Tweedledum and Tweedledumer, are so far left. We'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I spent 11 years there, and, and I remember the place being very, very ultra-conservative, and, and it, it felt like a just... Felt like home, you know. Felt like home. I don't recognize yeah. the new Fox. Yeah. Well, Roger had a special. He had a special charisma for people, and I will say that, you know, the first time I met Rupert Murdoch, I was surprised at how unassuming he seemed to be. He was very uh, soft-spoken, walked quietly. Um, when I was around him and his family, I saw that he was very sweet to his daughters, Chloe and Grace, even to his uh, now ex-wives, Anna and Wendy. 
but you don't get to be uh, a, a successful business uh, global mogul like he is and was without being ruthless and um, shrewd and like I said the Sun King all authority comes from him now he's not dead yet right but he's stepping away perhaps in a not a total eclipse but we'll see how how it goes when Roger left Fox News it was like Elvis left the building Elvis when did. you left when Bill O'Reilly left yeah. that you know you guys Elvis left the building when when Rupert leaves what are they gonna say that's Beth Ailes, the widow of Fox News pioneer Roger Ailes, on the balance with Eric Bowling. That's weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern. All right, switching gears a bit, I started off the week telling you that Ford Motor Company had already laid off hundreds of workers due to the UAW strike. Now, General Motors has laid off 2,000 workers from a Kansas facility. Carl Higby spoke about it with a UAW local president on the picket line. You know, we talk about the fair wage, and look, I would love every worker to be paid as much as possible, but what the demands are currently sitting at on the table is $8.5 billion more annually just in payroll. And the, 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 these companies are not posting that level of profit to, 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 to dole out. Well, when you look at CEO compensation, right, Mary Barra, our General Motors CEO, I represent the General Motors facility here in mm -hmm. town, her, prof, her, her income went up 36% in the last four years. Uh, she makes $29 million a year. You know, these, these CEOs sit on each other's boards and they give each other these raises uh, amongst themselves. And when it comes to the shareholder, they do stock buybacks. But what about the workers that stand here be behind me uh, that, uh, you know, gave everything uh, six weeks after COVID hit? We were back in the facilities making these things because you can't make a Jeep or a transmission from home. Uh, we're not asking anything that they can't afford. And I understand the Ford CEO said, oh, they want 300 bucks an hour. That's not reality. When, when they calculated it, they looked at all of our demands that we brought to the table. Obviously, through negotiations, you whittle that down. Mm -hmm. uh, but to have these temporary employees in here like indentured servants, uh, well, indentured I, servitude, it's not right. I, I don't think that's a, that's a fair. I mean, look, if you if you divided up the CEO's entire salary between all the workers amongst the plant, we did the math, it comes out to about $100 each per year for every employee. But the other thing, too, is... And this is something that's a little confusing to me. The UAW has like a hundred and or sorry, eight hundred and twenty-five million dollars in its strike fund, but they're only paying mm -hmm. the workers five hundred dollars a week to strike. Why don't you guys give them the salary that you're asking the automakers to pay with your huge strike fund? That's not how this is set up, and I mean that's Clearly. you know a bit of semantics, but uh, you know that that's we put that aside so we can weather the storm to get a good contract. That's what this is. So. Um, you know, th that's that's cute, but that's not what that's for. That's for well, you're us asking to get the automakers to pay it. Why can't you guys pay it in the short term? Because that's not what that's that's just not reality. Uh, what we ask I the know. employers to do is take. Well, what we're asking for is, is reality. Uh, these corporations make look at Stellantis behind me. Twelve billion dollars a year in six months. Uh, and they're doing that from hiring in temporary employees at 15 bucks an hour and keeping them at that wage for uh, seven years, you know, is the worst offense that I heard out here. Uh, you know, that's seven years of not being able to put into a 401k. That's seven years of not receiving the big profit sharing checks that Mary Bear says all her employees yeah. get, but they don't. Uh, you know, well, our, our contract's been out of whack ever since yeah. uh, the bankruptcy. 
and, and these companies can afford to, to pony so, up at the table. Tony, I, look, I, I, I sympathize with you. I really do. I, I want to get these workers paid as much as possible, but I, I just I don't think the math works out. But I do appreciate you taking the time to join us, sir. Carl Higby, host of Frontline with UAW local president Tony Toddy. You can understand and maybe even empathize with some of what he's saying and what some of those workers are going through. Many people have gone through similar situations in other industries, right? There used to be a thing called paying your dues in every industry. The problem is today, nobody wants to pay their dues. I see it all the time in the media industry. Everyone wants to make enough money right out of the gate to support their family with one job, no matter what that one job is. And I'm making a general statement, not really criticizing the auto workers specifically. But the UAW, as Carl pointed out, has $825 million in their strike fund. And they're paying workers $500 a week to strike. If you're an auto worker and you pay union dues and you're striking to show solidarity, keep in mind, a lot of people that are striking don't necessarily want to strike. But when you belong to the union, you have to go along with the union in solidarity. So you're getting 500 bucks a week. But you should be asking the union or telling the union, hey... I, we need more money if they have 825 million in the coffers. Don't forget about all the great weekend programming coming up this weekend on Newsmax, like Wake Up America Weekend Edition, Saturday and Sunday at uh, 7 a.m. Saturday Agenda, the Saturday and Sunday Report, America Right Now, the Gorka Reality Check, and so much more. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. Appreciate the download. Have a fantastic and safe weekend. Let's go Dolphins and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.